Again, yesterday's daf was pay dollar, today's pay hey. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf, get to today's. We have a mind for Shalema, Das Basronya, Amy Bastvora, and Michal Aviva Bas Yehudis. And we'll start, and all else who need it. And uh, we'll start a little ways down on that pay dalid. Wait, where do I get up to? Pay uh, a little way up on pay gimel, maybe. I don't remember where he left off. All right. Um, so I believe that uh, the gemara was bothered by right on top of the page. The gemara wanted to know um, what is Rav's own opinion. Does Rav hold that uh, the condition masna mashakasa Torah is kayim? Um, it, uh, he clearly does not, and this is because we have a quote. Somebody says to his friend, that when I'm selling you this item, you can't come back to me saying that I overcharged. Um, you know, I'm selling you an esrog, you know, and you can tell me that I overcharged for the esrog. I'll say sorry. No, nothing. So it's machlekes according to Rav. Too bad if it's overcharging. You can come back and complain that I overcharged. If according to Shmuel, ain't love enough. There's no, there, there's no enough. Okay, so Rav clearly holds that Masla Mashkos Vatayra is tonight bottle. So, but what are the grounds for the, for coming back? If well, he's telling you that he checked it, he, yes, they asked to check it by an expert. He doesn't know, so he went to an expert and the expert why is he said buying that it? the guy overcharged. What? Why is he buying? He buying something. You know, whatever. But he bought a diamond ring. He okay. says, "Okay, this is the value of a diamond ring. That's what it goes." He says, "Okay, I don't know." Then he showed it to an expert. He says, "That's not what you pay for that price. That's crazy. That's way off." So they, you could go back and get your right now. He was warned. Don't come back. <laughs> he was warned. Don't yeah, come he back. was warned. That's the machlekes. You're right. So Shmuel says, "Yo, that's if he agreed. So he agreed. It's up to him." You know, but yeah. according to Rav, it's against the Torah. It's Mazda, Masha Kosovo Torah. We're not talking about market. We're talking about it's over market. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The guy's um, overcharging. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, so that's the story. So, um, so the Allah is like Rav Shim Gamliel, who says, Mazda, Masha Kosovo Torah. Is, uh, so, so rather, we want to say that what Rav is saying, the Allah is like Rav Shim Gamliel, but not Mitamei. So we want to say, maybe it's like this. That Allah is like Rishim Kamliel, who says a masamash goes about Torah but his reasoning is wrong because according to Rishim Kamliel, he says that he that even if she dies, he inherits her, and Rav says no, if she dies, he does not inherit her, because it's not a din Torah. So Gemara says then that would be the that's not the way to say it. Halacha kemaisei v'lav mitamei chereset mitamei v'lav gilchasei. So it's halacha kerbshim gamliel because he says in mesirishana. His reasoning is wrong because according to kerbshim gamliel, it's only midaraisa that the condition is bato. But the rabbanon, it's tenai kaim. And Rav says even midarabbanon, it's tenai bato. Um, so the Gemara says then that wouldn't be that he's wrong at all. You would say the halacha is like him. His reasoning is correct. Uh, and Rav is myself. Not only is that true by daraisa, it's even true by darabbanon. That's all. So we mended it and we said that it must be like this. His reasoning is wrong because Rabbi Shim Gamliel says that the Yerushalayim follows from the Torah and it's Masna Mashkosva Torah and that's why it's Tanai Bato. And Rav says, no, Yerushalayim follows not Minat Torah, it's only Midar Abanan. 
And the Chachamim made a chizuk l'devreim kishal Torah, and therefore it also is tonight bato. That's the reasoning, and uh, so that's the and that would be halacha kimoisai v'lav mitame, and that would explain how Rav is what Rav is saying. Now the question is: Does Rav really hold that Yerushas Habal is only rabbinic? I we have a mission. The mission is talking about Rabbi Yechonim Epreik, who says um, that somebody who inherits his wife needs to give it back to the family and uh, and uh, and sell it back to them for cheaper. Now, the question is, what's the pshat? If you hold that Yerushalayim, so then why are you giving it back at all? If you hold this Durabhanan, so then what is this money exchange? Okay, uh, Well, you should sell it to them. Why are you entitled to any money? You should have to give it back. So what's the... Well, so Rav explains that really Yerushalayim is Minatora. We're talking about the family plot, and there's a special quality there called it's bacha. It's embarrassment to the family. So the rabbis say, therefore, even though you're entitled to it, al din, however, accept money instead of it, so that the family shouldn't suffer that embarrassment that their family plot is in other people's hands. Now they have to bury their family other other places. So. Um, so what does it mean? What does it mean? You should dis- discount its uh, it, the, the the value. It, it, that's uh, to make her very because he has an obligation to bury his wife. You can't charge the family back for the the burial plot of his wife. So you take that off the husband of what you're selling back to them. And this is similar to the price that says that when somebody sells a burial plot or the derech to the burial plot, the the place where the maimid is, the place of the husband, all the the various ancillary areas of the of the of the cemetery, the family can bury him there against his will, uh, against the will of the buyer, and say because he really shouldn't have sold it, but sold it because of pekamish bacha. So the gemara is saying. Bottom line is we see that Rabbi is saying, Yerusha Sapal is the Raisa. That's what he just said. So the gemara says he was explaining Rabbi Yechonim His own opinion is different. That's the answer. That's the end of that piece. Next thing, we said somebody dies and he has a few creditors. He has a wife who's owed her ksuba. He has a balchov who he borrowed money from and he has inheritors. And there's a bikata or a milva in somebody else's hand. So who does it go to? So, meaning it wasn't on the estate. What's on the estate it goes automatically to the ocean. We're talking about stuff that's outside by some, some uh, third party. So it's a machlokas. Tarfin says that you give it to the person with the weakest claim. We'll see who that is. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, no such thing as mercy in law. Law is law. Mercy is mercy. Different things. Law follows the law, and you give it to the yarshim because everyone else has a weaker claim, has a has a has a more tenuous claim to the money, because they need a shvua. Even the wife needs a shvua that she didn't get any money from the ksuba. The balchayv needs to swear that he wasn't paid. The only people who don't have to swear nothing yeah, is the Yarshim. So that's who gets it. Um, what about uh, fruit that's detached already from the ground? He owns a plot of land with the fruit-bearing trees, whatever it is. You have the bushel of apples lying, you know, and it's detached from the ground already. Um, the rule is, whichever of the creditors comes first gets it. If the woman... I ended up getting more than she was entitled to in the ksuva. It was more valuable than her ksuva. Or a creditor took more than his debt. 
So the Moiser, Rabbi Tarfin says, should go now to the weaker party, whichever is the weakest party that's available, that wasn't yet paid. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, we don't have mercy in law. Uh, rather, you give it to the inheritors. Why? Because everyone needs a shvur. The Yarshim do not need a shvur. That's the, again, the machlokas in the safe. Okay. So the question is, why do we have to talk about both a loan and a pikadon? Two cases, a loan and a deposit. Why? So the answer is, it's, uh, if, if you would just say the case of the loan, maybe only over there Rabbi Tarfin says that that money is not looked at in the possession or in the rights of the inheritors because the loan itself, the money that was lent, is spent. That's how loans, that's the nature of a loan. You give, I don't lend you money, so you should sit and keep it in your pocket. I'm lending you money, so to spend it, and you pay me back with different money. So therefore, the claim is a little weaker from the inheritors, and therefore that's why you get to give it to, uh, you get prerogative who you give it to. As opposed to a pekadon, which is just the exact same thing, that somebody else is just watching for the father who died. So... It's a logic to say that over there you may agree with Rabbi Kiva that you got to give it to the Arshim. Um, on the other hand, flip side, uh, maybe only over there does Rabbi Kiva say is halacha, but in the case of the loan, he might agree with Rabbi Tarfan, so that's why I have to tell you that they both argue, they argue in both uh, Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbi Kiva stick to their positions by both a milva and by a bikadon. Okay. Next thing Gemara wants to know, what does it mean, uh, koshel? What does it mean, the person with the weakest con- uh, connection? So, Rabbi Yisrael opinion is, it's the one with the weakest raya, meaning it's the latest raya. What's the idea? The loan the, lent the money the last. Why? Because anyone who lent money to the father earlier, so any property that was owned by the father, there's a lien on it. So he's more assured of getting his money back. When you lend and the father had already no property, so then you're in the weakest position. If there's some money available, like this way you'll get paid back. Everyone else, we're not less worried that they're going to get paid back. So that's, that's uh, Rabbi Yezbrochen. His opinion, Rabbi Yezbrochen says, no, it's going to Ksuva. Why? Because the Ksuva, she's considered the weakest position. Why? Because it's not her nature of a woman to go to court, to go fight things in court, and therefore she's in a weak position. Besides for the fact that there's a chain factor that we want women to feel comfortable getting married, and the, ba- the best way they'll feel comfortable getting married if they have security. The security is that they know they're not going to have to fight for their money. So that's what uh, that's what it means, koshel shaveh. And uh, this happens to be the machlokas between Rabbi Yosef Rechanina and Rabbi Yochanan is machlokas tanoim. Uh, Rabbi Binyamin says it's the koshel shabrayah, like Rabbi Yosef Rechanina, and kosher, that's the right way to go. And Rabbi Lazar, Paskins that it's Lixubis Isha, like Rabbi Yechner, and because of the chain factor. And that's that. Next, we talked about the pair solution case. So really very similar, just we're talking about the overage, the extra money that the, the one of the parties collected. So the Shaila is, what does Rabbi Kiva only talk about the Maisa? Rabbi Kiva should say all of the, forget about the extra, whatever they grabbed has to be given back to the to the Yarshim. Everything goes to the Yarshim. And the Gemara says, absolutely right. It's because he's just going off of the argument of Rabbi Tafer. Rabbi Tafer says, that's what you do with the, with the extra. He's like, no, you can't do that. But the, but of course, he would say the whole money needs to go to the Yarshim. But once they got it, even then they need to give it back? According yeah, to Rabbi Akiva? Yeah, well, yeah, Rabbi Akiva says that they had no right to grab it. That's exactly right. Mm. Okay. Um... 
So the question is, um, is that true that Rabbi Kiva holds? Well, we'll see that in a second, that Tvisa doesn't help at all. The grabbing doesn't exactly. do you any benefit. So it says, you're right. Here's how it works. Rabbi explains in the name of Nachman, the only time Tvisa does work if it's Tafas Mechaim. If he was grabbed oh, while he was, alive. he was still alive, you're, this guy owes you money, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Before he died, he owes you money, and there's some pecadon somewhere, whatever, and you just went and just took it, it, it for money owed. That's that's already you you can keep. That even Rabbi Kiva would agree to. It's only after he dies, then the Yarshim have the first right to, to everything. It's theirs, exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. That was cool. Well, okay. Okay, let's see. Um, so, Vusha Thomas Mechaim, so the Gemara says, and according to um, Rabbi Tarfon, where does it need to be? Again, we're saying that they're able to grab the fruit. Obviously, it's not on the estate. On the estate, you can't grab it. So where is it sitting? So it's a machlok. As Rav and Shmuel will say, that has to be piled, the fruit has to be piled in Rishos Rabim. But even if it's in the corner of Rishos Rabim, that's already not going to work. And it will go straight to the Yarshim. Because that's where transactions do take place, and that's where Kinyanim can happen. Um, it's the, but it has to be a place that's properly Hefker. Um, and Rav Yochanan Rishlok says, no, 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 it could even take place in the Simta. Okay. So we have here a story. So there were judges um, in Reb Tarfan's. Okay, there were judges in Reb uh, uh, that judged and according to Reb Tarfan's din, and they gave it to the weaker position or whatever it is or Ksuva. and Rish Lakish went and said no, 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 and gave it back to, gave it back to the Yarshim. So Rabbi Yochanan says, "You're making this into like a Torah law that they made a mistake in the Torah, that which is the only time you would be undoing a a a, a psak bezdin." So what's the machlokas between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan? That's the first question. So Chayra, first we think that maybe this is it. it what's the halach of Talmud Var Mishnah? If you make a mistake in a beferish Mishnah. Which Rashi explains it's not only a Beferish Mishnah, any Beferish member that's like black and white, explicit, like this case of, you know, Halacha Kerebekiva Mechavero, that's like a very known Pitgam from the Gemara. So that's, uh, we can choyzer, you, you undo the ruling. It's a mistaken ruling. And the other one who says that means the Bezdash Tikka not qualified, no? Yeah, whatever. I forgot, I forgot. It could happen. Everybody could forget. Okay. The other opinion is is that Tabit for Mishnah is not Khaiza. That's the Machlok is the is no. Everybody says Tabit for Mishnah is Khaiza. The Machlok is here is what's the rule? Is the rule Allah Kirbakiva Mechavero and not Mirabo? And the other opinion is no, Allah Kirbakiva Mechavero, even Mirabo. Meaning because Rabbi Tarfon was senior and he was like a Rabbi to Rabbi Kiva. And therefore it maybe it's different. That's the shah. That's one shot. Or they're arguing in this. Everybody says that Allah is like Rabbi Kiva Mechavero and not Mirabo. But question is, what's the relationship between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfan? Okay, who's you know was he a Rabbi? Was Rabbi Tarfan a Rabbi? And therefore, Allah has to not necessarily like Rabbi Kiva, or is he a Chaver? 
Um, that's another poss- possibility. Alternatively, everybody knows that Rebbe Tarfon were Chaveirim. They weren't. He wasn't a Rebbe. But the question is: Is it a flat-out halacha Rebbe Kiva mechaveiro, or is it matin? Meaning, lechatchila, we should follow Rebbe Kiva. Generally, we assume he's right. But if you rule the other way, it doesn't make it an, an incorrect ruling. You know what I'm saying? So it's matin. It's lechatchila. It's not enough to undo this thing. And that's the third possibility. Anyway, that's the bottom line between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Comes along story. We have a relative of Rabbi Yechanan, and he and uh, he grabbed a, a, a cow of the orphans from a corner of the of the public domain, and the case came before Rabbi Yechanan, and he said, "Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You grabbed it. You were a creditor. You're entitled to it. You get to keep it, and that's fine." Then they answer Shem Lakish, and he's like, yeah, "You better give it back. Sorry, no way, no way." So they came back to Rabbi Yechonah and they said, uh, "Look what Rish Lakish told us." And he said, "What can I do? He's not, he's not any less than me. He's my equal. So if he argues, he argues. You know, like whatever. You don't have to. Follow. I tried. You know, like whatever. I, I, I don't have more authority, greater authority than him. That's basically the point. I have another similar story. There was a cattle, a cowboy." who was watching the orphan's cattle, and uh, they grabbed, somebody grabbed a, a, a bull in payment. And the Baal Chayf said, I grabbed it while it was still alive. And the, ca- the cowboy said, no, it was after he died, and therefore you weren't allowed to grab it. Came to Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, do you have a witness that he grabbed it? Why he was alive, or the cowboy? No, at all. Do you have a witness that he grabbed it? It's, everyone is asking for that. I know, but you have a witness. Oh, okay. So he's like, no, I don't. So he says, in that case, he's believed. Why? Because he could have said a better claim that I, that, that, uh, that, that I bought it, that I purchased it, mm-hmm. and you, you would not be able to deny that. So it, that automatically gives him a greater believability on his claim that he did grab it, but he grabbed it earlier. You understand? Uh-huh. That's the power of Miku. So that was the story. Yeah, but he saw it when he grabbed it. What? He didn't see it when he grabbed it, the cowboy? Of course he did. But well, the, so there's only no one, one person? Yeah, there's no raya. There's no raya. There's no but, proof. I mean, one witness, but it's not enough. Yeah, but the cowboy is not, not, a, not a reliable witness because he he's was... Getting for he's getting paid for it. He's getting paid, right? He's, a, he's, a, he's on the other side. He, you know, like it's his fault almost. To make anyway, sure. Anyway, so... So that's the that's why he's believed because of the migul. Okay, now Reish Lakish says, "I there's never chazaka on these things. You can never say that I bought a, like a flocking animal. You know, just because it's in your possession doesn't say I could. No, there's no chazaka that hey, look. I must have bought it because it's my possession. So, so the Gemara says that it's true for flocking animals, but not bulls. Bulls are given over to a shepherd, and therefore they're they are more watched basically." Um, anyway, I have another story. The house of the Nazi grabbed a, ma- uh, a maidservant of orphans from the Simta as payment of debt. And then, Rabbi Vol, Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Papi, Rabbi Yitzchak, and Afcha were all sitting together with Rabbi Abba. And they said it was, uh, it was good that they, that they, they grabbed it. It was from public domain. Then they're entitled to get, uh, they get it. They're getting their debts paid. Rabbi Abba says, just because it comes from the house of the Nazi, you can be you want to be machne, if you want to be 
flattering the, the Nasi. We, we already know that the judges in, ruled like Rabbi Tarpan and Rabbi Yishlakish reversed the ruling. It's the same situation over here. Should have reversed the ruling. And that was where we left off yesterday. Stop over here. And take a